Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. is the number to call. Going on 2 a.m. Peter Schwartz will take you through the overnight. Talking about all things New York sports. As always, Max Scherzer ejected from yesterday's game. B.S. Phil Cuzzy. Take a hike, will you? And even worse than Scherzer getting tossed from the game is that he's likely facing a 10-game suspension. And you know how these appeals go. He's not going to win it. But it could be an ugly battle between the ML between MLB and Max Scherzer, where you know Scherzer's not going to accept this. Uh, them trying to say that he used a foreign substance when he's getting ejected for using stuff that is deemed legal. So I can't wait to hear the explanation from Rob Manford, the commission's office tomorrow, and the response from Boris and Scherzer. It is going to be a fun battle. All kidding aside, though, the Mets need Max Scherzer back out there. Also, the Mets with a nice series win against the Dodgers as they go to 5-1 and one through the first six games of this 10-game West Coast trip. Yankees with a big night for Aaron Judge and Anthony Volpe. Volpe making some tremendous defensive plays. Dude's a gamer. You know, the, the hits will come. The average will pick up. The hits will come, but Volpe's a gamer. Guy can draw a walk, get on base. He's got a good eye, uh, good, good in the leadoff spot, obviously steal a base. And the defense last night was terrific for Volpe. Two for four, scoring a run as well. He was, uh, you know, Volpe looked, he's just a good ball player. Simple as that. Like I said, the average will get there. But the the performance from Volpe yesterday should not be overlooked. Judge was a stud, as we mentioned. And, and you know, you kind of get accustomed to that. Yankees playing some great defense. And even though the bullpen, you know, wasn't able to hold on to that lead, still able to get it done in a... Kind of anticlimactic uh, walk-off there. Anticlimactic walk-off with the sack fly. Where the Yanks get, you know, a couple of walks. You get the the ghost runner or whatever, the uh, the added runner there on base. And uh, doesn't even take a hit to win the game. But either way, the Yanks get a win. will be looking for a win of the series today as they take on the Angels at four. As we say, you get set for the playoffs tonight. Rangers, Devils, game two at the Rock. 
Knicks will be back in action on Friday for Game 3 at the Garden. It's going to be exciting around here. And, you know, then you got the Rangers at home Saturday night. It's not just the Knicks and Rangers in the playoffs. But when you now start talking about home games coming up, Knicks at the Garden Friday, Rangers at the Garden Saturday, Knicks again at the Garden Sunday, Rangers again on Monday. I mean, you're talking four straight nights with a playoff game at the world's most famous arena. That is what it's all about. Throw the Islanders in there, too, as they return home down 0-2, but you know, still a hard-fought uh, hard fought game for them. Just unfortunately, a little bad luck was uh, taking place tonight, and the Islanders uh, found themselves down, or last night, I should say now at this point, as it's officially Thursday morning, Islanders find themselves in an 0-2 hole, but that place will be rocking come Friday night. UBS, I expect it to be insane there. Gary's calling from Mayapak. Gary, good morning. What's up, Sal? Hey, if I can uh, add to your nickname, Super Sal, in reference to Super Joe McEwing, one of my favorite Mets. See, that's exactly why I hate the utility spot, because unlike you, Gary, I hated Joe McEwing. No way! Well, I didn't hate him, but I hated that he was overrated by Met fans. He was an okay player. Not even, really. He was just a he was a super sub, sure. And he owned Randy Johnson. But I always thought Joe McEwing was overrated. So, uh, I don't... Um, we're overrated by Met fans everywhere else. Nobody even heard of Joe McEwing. Uh, I hope to have a better career pound for pound than Joe McEwing's, personally. But that's just me. Yeah. Well, you do already with that, but <laughs> some, Someone right. who's... Uh. Someone who's played a lot of positions like you've been doing with a lot of shifts. Uh, well, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate it, Gary. I know you meant uh, you meant it as a compliment, and I appreciate that. Hey, Fleegs mentioned earlier that uh, will there be someone calling up about signing Matt Harvey? I think I called you last year. I wanted them to sign Matt Harvey. He did not play last year. Okay? We got like nine starts last year out of Trevor Williams. We got a start at a Budo. We got a start at a Givens. They could have used help last year, and I was calling for him. Just from a nostalgia standpoint, and with Steve Cohen there, I am shocked he has not reached out to Harvey. He had a 1.29 ERA in the World Baseball Classic. I think it was only like eight innings or so. But still, he, he pitched well. And if not even as a starter, as a middle reliever, compared to some of these guys that, you know, were pitching, it's almost like, you know, the Dark Knight. There was a line in that movie, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I don't know why this guy is the, is the villain in baseball. You know, I know why, because of that thing with that guy and, uh, you know, him dying, overdosing. But I think the Mets really are missing an opportunity not bringing him in. I can't imagine his thoughts at City Field. Happy hobby days. Yeah, but the problem is, Gary, it's it, it. look, I'd be all for it. I don't know where Harvey's at mentally at this point in his career. We know where he's at physically. We saw him a little bit in the WBC. You mentioned that. I would be okay with it for nostalgic purposes. I don't think it's the best move. Remember, the Mets have the highest payroll in baseball here. You shouldn't have to rely on signing Matt Harvey off the scrap heap, hoping that you could get something from him when clearly he's you know not that good anymore. That's the problem. Yeah, but you know what? I think you could sign him dirt cheap, probably the league minimum. And again, well, just- of course, because he's he's not very good. 
So what are you going to go out there, Sal? If he, if you knew my, you know, Harvey was getting a start. Oh, I see what you're saying. For, sure. yeah, yeah, for nostalgic purposes, absolutely. But I mean, you'd rather go out there for quality purposes that the team's good, that they're going to win. Well, I think he could help you more than some of the guys that we're throwing out there. You know, like I don't know, Budo. We're going to see him again. If if, if hey, remember Scherzer they signed Dylan Bundy, he's still there, right? They got Lucchese who could come up. Uh, they're yeah. they're a ways away from having to go to Harvey. As much as I would like to see it, they're they're a ways away from having to go to Harvey. Hey Sal, a little point about hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, the Islanders are going nowhere if they don't get better goaltending. And even tonight, Rontas he he was horrible too. The goaltending was bad on both ends. And uh, with no, the they Rangers, need no. The Islanders they're not good enough without Sorokin playing at an extremely high level. Right. I agree. And with the Rangers, um, I I didn't get a chance to mention it to you last night. I think Gallant keeping them in a hotel, practicing at the Rock, treating this as like a like a road game when they could have easily commuted back and forth. And for, you know, should they advance and the Islanders mm. advance, he he should do the same thing. Uh, I think is ingenious on his part. And the other thing is, I want to ask you, Chris Kreider. Mm-hmm. If they win a cup, I think he automatically goes to the rafters. If they don't, do you think his number gets retired? Boy, that's something I never thought about, Gary. And he's got the most playoff goals in franchise history yeah. now. He passed, uh, he passed Gilbert. I think he's up there in in games, you know, games played. If they win the cup, now that's it's a big if. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. I mean, what? Eventually, Fox will go. Eventually, Igor will go. Um, you know, they're not probably going to put. I don't think Panarin and Mika are going to make that cut, right? Eh, maybe. I mean, you think eventually? Remember what they did? Who do we got right now for '94? It's Messier, Graves, Leach, Richter. Leech. Right. Yep. Messier, Graves, Leach, Richter. That's it. Those four. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Got- what do you think? I mean, uh, that's a I tough think, call. I think- I think he does, especially if he finishes his career here. And I think he's the all-time goal scorer in regular season for the Rangers. He could be or he is. What do you mean? Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. He's not. He's top five. Yeah, he's I was going to say, I feel like I would have found out about that or heard about that. And thank you for the call, Gary. Boy, that's an interesting question. You know Igor eventually, cup or not, he's getting his... Well, I shouldn't say that now. It's early. But assuming he plays like this the rest of his career or, or close to this, you know, if he does this another five to eight years, whatever, he's he's going up there. Fox, same thing. I don't know about Panarin, Zabinijad, Kreider. Kreider probably of those two because of the playoff goals you know, lifelong Ranger. Yeah, I don't know. It's a fun question. Greg, let's get the cup first. Greg is calling from Las Vegas. What's up, Greg? Is this a Swiss Army knife of WSAN? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Sal, the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Salvatore locks it down. Hey, real quick, because I was at the game today. And uh, Which game? The Yankee game? No, the Met game. Oh, the Met game in, in LA. In oh, yeah, you're in, in Vegas. I got it. I was yeah. at the Met game. Okay. And, uh, I don't know the whole story. I mean, I'm just listening to you now, but he was freaking irate. He was right in front of us. Sure, and, uh, sir, you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So they're saying that he just had rosin on his hands? 
Scherzer said he had rosin and sweat. That's it. What's wrong with that? Uh, nothing. I mean, uh, I don't know. You, you can't, uh, to me, nothing. To Scherzer, nothing. To Phil Cuzzy, something. So I don't know. You know the way Scherzer you know, explained it, the way Scherzer explained it, Greg, was they thought there was too much sticky stuff on his glove. They told him he needed a new glove, and they told him to go wash his hands. Max says he then went inside, washed his hands with alcohol to get rid of the clumpy rosin and sweat in front of an MLB official, then got a new glove, then reapplied the rosin and the sweat, and then went out there. And then again, they tested it and deemed it still too sticky. Hey, do they still rub these balls down with the Mississippi mud like they used to do years ago? I'm assuming that they do, right? All these balls, before they're put in play, are rubbed down with that mud. They have to be. Yeah, because the batters are allowed to use pine tar and stuff to get grip on the bat, right? Right, and and pitchers are supposed to be allowed to use rosin. And Gaylord Perry was put in the Hall of Fame with this jar of Vaseline. You know, and, uh, you know what I think of? Seattle, you know what I, to the mound. Yeah, yeah. Somebody brought that up before. File out of his pocket. Yeah, and threw it up, threw it behind it, and, and that's tremendous. It reminds well, me every time I hear about that, Greg. It reminds me of the scene from The Naked Gun, where Frank Drebin, yeah, yeah. as the umpire, goes out to the mound and checks yeah. the pitcher for stuff. He's of course looking for the gun that's going to kill the queen, and he sees you know a sandpaper uh, you know tool and all this different stuff there to scuff the baseball, and he's like, okay, you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, these guys need to have grip because they're throwing, you know, high velocity. Have you and, seen you know, the naked gun? Because I didn't pitcher. get any reaction from that. Have you seen the naked gun? I saw it, but it was a long time ago. Okay, so you don't even recall that, yeah. and thank you for the call. We appreciate the kind words. Fleegs, have you seen the naked gun? You remember the scene, of course, that I'm talking about. How could you not, right? I've seen it, but it was a long time ago. Do you remember the scene or no? Frank Drebin, the, the umpire, goes to the mound, checking out the Angels pitcher. Because he's looking for a gun, and he checks him for, and he's got everything else on him: nail file, an actual sand sanding machine, a uh, you know Vaseline. I forget all the other stuff that he's got on him. He's like, "Okay, you're good to go," because he didn't find a gun on him. It's great. I got you know, those movies are old now. It's what eighty nine or so, maybe even older, maybe eighty eight. And then Naked Gun, thirty three and a third, or I don't know all those movies. I love those movies. I go back and watch them. Anyway. That's what I think of when you talk about Phil Necro and this, the, the nail file or whatever, the falling out of his pocket. Frank Trebin, better than Phil Cuzzy. Jason is calling from Matawan, New Jersey. What's up, Jason? Hey, Sal. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Thanks for making it. What's up? Uh, nothing. Just on your on your earlier call, real quick on the mess. Um, I don't like when people take like the it doesn't matter route. I mean, your point about winning as many series as you can is is spot on. Every game obviously matters because if you can stack up, you know, a good amount of series wins, then next thing you know, you're back at 100 W's. So, like, how can you say, even though it's a long season, to say that these games don't matter is, is ridiculous. And if they don't matter, then why are you watching and why are you calling about it? Like, it's one or the other. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then uh, just real quick on, on the, the Knicks, um, you know, Tibbs, says that Randall wanted to be in at the at the end of the game, which is great, but how about wanting to be in the game in the first quarter? Like, he's given up dunks, you know, whatever. He's come back from the tweaked ankle, but he's almost unbearable to watch, even as a diehard Knicks fan, when he plays and acts like this. And, you know, if he wants to be in the, at the end, that's fine, but, you know, show some heart in the first quarter. After the ball is tipped, like, like what are we doing here? 
Yeah, I can't get on Randall. I mean, to me, I, I blame more R.J. Barrett in that Game 2 disaster. And look, it was a total team effort. I mean, everybody should be ashamed of themselves. But Randall was so good in Game 1. You mentioned it coming back with the you know, the ankle injury. I, I, hard for me to pick on Julius Randall here. R.J. Barrett gets a ton of blame. Emmanuel quickly, he gets a ton of blame because he has just looked completely lost and overmatched in the postseason. You know, Brunson wasn't great in game two. Nobody was good in game two, but I don't have a problem. So what is your problem specifically? You didn't think he was giving good effort early on in that game, Randall? I, I don't know. It's just he his bad is so bad that it almost makes me not even worth the good. I, right. I, it's it's tough when he's just, you know, lollygagging up on the court. Sometimes he doesn't get back on defense, throwing the ball into the fifth row. It, it, even as, like I said, it, it, it like makes you want to turn the game off almost. It's like... Borderline embarrassing when he's talking to the refs. Yeah. And, you know, he, he didn't get the tech uh, last game, thank God, at least. But uh, I don't know. It's just it, it, his his good is great, don't get me wrong, but sometimes his bad just it looks so bad that it, it almost outweighs it to me. Yeah, I, I get that. I think for right now, and thank you for the call, Jason, you know, the Knicks don't have any choice. Randall is their second-best player. And he's been a huge reason for their success. Matter of fact, I mean, he's one of their best three-point shooters. I can't believe it myself, but even though he was knocking down some of those shots in game two, shooting the ball like a guard, you wish R.J. Barrett had half the shot that Julius Randle does. But I can't get on Randle for that game. Game got out of control early on. And to me, it's about R.J. Barrett and his inability to shoot the basketball well. Now, the Knicks as a whole have an issue shooting the basketball but Barrett is a guy in particular that has to be. Look, we talked about this earlier. You expect what you're going to get from Jalen Brunson. You kind of know what you're going to get, and you expect that top-tier performance. Even Randall, you have an idea what you're going to be able to get from Julius Randall. They need either R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, or Quentin Grimes to be impactful contributors offensively in addition to Brunson and to Randall if they are to win this series. Because the Cavs now are back in it. They needed to go out there and show out, and they did. In a big-time way. Had they just won a close game, similar to Game 1, I think Nick fans still feel confident. And maybe the Cavs still feel like, oof, we were lucky to get that one. But after that dominant performance in Game 2, Cleveland's got to be feeling themselves. And there's got to be a part of, at least Nick fans, if not the Knicks themselves, that are doubting themselves a little bit after getting run out of the gym. Now they got to come back home and protect home uh, home court. Ronnie K is in Edison, New Jersey. What's up, Ronnie K? Hey, hey Sal, how are you doing, man? Nice to talk to you again. You too, Ronnie. You, uh, how are you? you? Very good, man. You sound in good spirits today, which is great. Thank you. Hey, I, I, I want to talk about Brandon Nimmo, man. Like this guy, you know, the Mets drafted him what, like 2012, 2011? Like talk about, like you know, uh, you know developing a homegrown player, man. This guy's out of his world right now, if you ask me. Yeah, Nimmo's Nimmo's been terrific. All-star, he keeps playing this way. He's definitely an all-star this year. Yeah, I thought he'd be an all-star coming into the year, I said that. He just felt like a guy to me that's on a mission. He got the big contract. Now he's going to go out there and earn that contract. I mean, he earned he yeah. earned it to get it, but he wanted to live up to it and show the Mets that he was worth the investment. And he's been playing his rear end off defensively dating back to last year. And offensively, yeah, he just looks he looks in his own man, squaring everything up and hitting the ball hard everywhere. And and and, and this this guy is a hundred miles an hour all the time. Like he's 
you know, he, he, that's just the way he is. You know, I, I, I'm glad the Mets got him. I mean, I, I don't know who who drafted him. Was that Alderson? I guess back then in 2011. Yeah, I believe so. The the Sandy Alderson regime, where we used to you know make yeah. fun of it, like he's drafting a high school kid. When the hell is this guy oh. ever going to be seen here? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He even yeah, there was no. He, he he's from like the foothills of uh, Yosemite or whatever. You know, no high school ball, but. I'll tell you what, man. I'm glad the Mets got him, and uh, LFGM, baby. Let's go. Yeah, there you go, Ronnie. Look at Ronnie K. all fired up. I did not think Nimmo was worth the contract that he got, and I was not willing to extend to the way that the Mets were if it were going to impact them as far as spending elsewhere. Well, we've learned that it did not impact them spending elsewhere. They brought everybody back that they needed to bring back. They went out and replaced all the guys that they lost. As a matter of fact, they were going to even go in and get Carlos Correa for over $300 million, if not for the medicals being a mess. And Nimmo, you know, the Mets were projecting. They paid Nimmo what he could be as opposed to really what he was. And so far to start this year, they made the right move. I don't even think, and, and they invested in a good person, a guy who's got a great work ethic, good attitude, good guy to have on your ball club. I cannot believe how good of a center fielder he's become. I know he's not the most athletic of players, not the fastest. You know, maybe he's got to play a little deeper to be able to go back on balls, but he makes some tremendous game-saving catches. Nimmo to me always looked like an actor who was trying to play baseball. You know, like the movie 61, for example. I do know the feeling. He reminded me of, what's his name, Barry Pepper, playing Roger Maris out there. He doesn't look very athletic, but he's turned himself into one hell of a center fielder. And as an offensive player, he's an impact offensive player. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. On the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Half hour to go. Peter Schwartz will take you through the overnight starting at 2 a.m. Max Scherzer was mad today getting tossed from the game in the fourth inning. What a crazy scene that was. I went to get up and go heat up some some lunch and grab a little water at SNY. I was sitting at my desk watching the game, and... I hear the guys in the cafeteria going, Sal, Scherzer just got tossed. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Then I went to you know check it out, and I saw the, the commotion. Could not believe what was going on. I actually didn't think it was real. Uh, un- unbelievable. I still don't believe it was real. Phil Cuzzy, I hate you. Can't wait to see what Major League Baseball does here about this and how. You know, I know what Major League Baseball is going to do. They're going to try to suspend Scherzer. Really, what I can't wait to see is how Scherzer responds. Because that is not a guy you want to be messing with. And Major League Baseball knows it. 
And maybe that's why they have it in for Scherzer. And that's why I love Scherzer. Mets get a big win and win the series from the Dodgers. Now we'll go take on the Giants in San Francisco at that beautiful ballpark. Four games there. And you'll be seeing a lot of familiar faces in Giant uniforms. Wilmer Flores, Michael Conforto, J.D. Davis. And Darren Ruff. The Yankees will look to win another series, their rubber game, later on this afternoon, 4 o'clock today, as they take on the Angels. Devils-Rangers, game two at the Rock. Tonight, Rangers looking to take a commanding two games to none lead. Chris is calling from Farmingdale. What's up, Chris? Oh, Sal, it's good to talk to you, man. You too, Chris. What's on your mind tonight? Um, you know, this this is bogus with this Max Scherzer thing. I mean, it seems like Cuzzy had it in for him. I mean, you you can't. Look, I understand and even still, I don't agree with it. But I understand if you, like he checked it the first time, and he's like, "Yeah, I gotta check you. I just don't feel right with this stuff." Uh, but the thing is, you bring him. He comes back a second time. He did what he was supposed to do. He made sure he dotted his eyes, he crossed his t's. He came back, and now because he's asked to get him again, it seems something like there's personal here. Um, I know I, I read on, on on some things, some you know, Facebook and all that, and Twitter. Uh, people are saying, "Oh, this might might have something to do with you know some gambling." Look, yeah, I, I understand where it comes from. This situation, I don't think, has anything to do with anything with gambling. But I do think it's something personal. And well, wait, what has to? Person. What do you mean has to do with gambling? You lost me there. What oh, I read some stupid comments like, "Oh, oh, actually, well, I don't know if you watch this guy, this kid on um, YouTube. His name is Wardy." No, I, I may have heard of him. I, I don't uh, watch. Yeah, him. He, he's like he's, he's he's pretty cool. I like watching him. Um, he's, he's he's an up and coming guy. He's a diehard Mets fan. He mm-hmm. has his little podcast on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, almost like every game. And then, and then he would he would call out some comments that he sees that he needs you know that is worth worthy of announcement. Um, and he, he was this guy wrote something like, yeah, he needs to be investigated. Hashtag DraftKings. Hashtag Vandal. Mm. So I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I understand. You, you know, with with even I read a comment on Facebook. Uh, you know, with with the S and, S and Y has a page on Facebook, and people were saying, well, you knew this was going to happen with with the legalized legalization of gambling. Um, you know, people. You, you're gonna to have to suspect some of these things. You don't know if, if, if there's someone that's gambling, whatever, because of, of how accessible it is. But in this case, I don't think it has anything to do with gambling. I just think you know Phil Cuzzy maybe had a personal issue with with, with Scherzer because the way it turned out, it, it, it all seems a little fishy. And well, Cuzzy's got, but Cuzzy's had an issue with this. There have been since the Spider Tech stuff, I believe, three times where a pitcher's gotten ejected for a quote unquote foreign substance. Phil Cuzzy's been the umpire in all three. Mm. I mean, what is that? What is that? Such a coincidence? I mean, that's a coincidence. Come on now, get yeah. the hell out of here. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I mean, but this, see, but this, this is the thing. Like, I hope. I think he's going. He's going to appeal it, but he shouldn't get suspended for this because you look at the situation, the way he folded out on TV. It looks like he was trying to do the right thing, and 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 you know, it's almost like like in court, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. You can't prove that it was something that it was illegal. So if Manfred, I, and I don't trust Manfred, I, I think he stinks. I, 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 he's, he's, he's the worst. Agreed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but I, so that's why I think he, they might up, up, uphold this. But I think, you know, they need to, they, they need to somehow um, uh, revise this rule. Because, you know, look, look how many hitters, even Buck was saying it, look how many hitters are getting hit. With with pitches all the time, you know this is getting well. Pitchers, yeah, pitchers obviously, and thanks for the call, Chris. Pitchers obviously need something to help them grip the baseball. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. 
They need something to help them grip the baseball. So what does baseball do? They allow them to use rosin. They allow them to use rosin. How is it then a foreign substance that gets him ejected? Scherzer was ejected due to a foreign substance. He said, unless he's lying, and I doubt that he is, he sworn his children, for goodness sake. Sworn his children's lives. You would never do that if you're lying. Anybody check if his fingers were crossed? Scherzer said he used rosin and sweat. Not foreign. Paul is calling from Hamden, Connecticut. What's on your mind this morning, Paul? I don't know, Sal, but I love you, man. Everything you say reminds me of myself. I'm 67 years old. And hmm. I've been listening to you, and it's like, it's like, uh, am, am I this guy right here? Oh, my God, I love everything you say. Well, Just I like appreciate that. You make. Thank no, you. No, I mean it. I listen to you. I can't wait to listen to you because you're real. It's like, you know, you know, they break you, whatever. You know, you dish him, man, and that's the way it should be, you know, and clown's a clown. Uh, Agreed. Real quick, uh, I am real, screen. Paul. You're right. Now, do you watch the no. SN- do you watch the SNY show that I do, too? Well, that's going to go to what I called uh, oh. and talked to the screener about. I okay. haven't had cable in about a month since I moved. Right. And here, now, the best game of the Rangers, you know, that I've seen was the other night, and I don't have a cable, which is being turned on tonight. So well, how did you see, see it? The game. I, I watched the game cast, and I read it on my phone, and I just, you know. And so you I, read about the game. You you saw the game cast, and what's that, like little dots going across the screen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. that's okay. Because well, right, so, your, so you're back, though. You got cable now, and you're ready to watch game yes, two tonight. Yeah, and, and, and believe me, I can't wait. But the point I'm making is that I've been a Rangers fan since the 70s, and I was telling the screen. I was actually at the 79 uh, uh, Cup Finals at the Garden, and uh, – when they played the Canadians. And uh, like I say, uh, I can tell you one thing, Sal, mm-hmm. and I've been watching this team since then, when they don't get to the puck first, and I always said this, that team's not going to win. They're all over the puck. They're all over the puck, and that's the way they were the other night. And I'm telling you, this team's going to the cup. You know, and well, just like you said. I-, I know you believe it because you wouldn't have got cable without it. I know you got that cable, Paul, because you believe a Stanley Cup run is coming. Yeah, and real quick, and you know what? I don't want to watch that in the bar. I want to watch it on my 51-inch TV that I'm looking at right now that's going to be connected in about three hours. Did you just buy a new TV? How'd that work? No, I've had it, and it was in storage, and I just moved back to where I was supposed to be. Okay. And now the cables are getting put, yes. All right, so so it's probably a long story in there. Uh, Yeah. Do you want to get into that, or you want to get into what um, happened or no? Maybe no, because I am no. curious. I'm just curious how one goes without cable for an extended period and now is back all of a sudden to having cable you, turn on. Uh, okay, you want to hear? Okay, I'll tell you why. I mean, because the quick the version of it, if you can. Yeah. Well, yeah, the general that I moved in with, okay, hasn't had cable in five years. He's he's perfectly capable of watching five channels. I have not been able to do it in my whole life. So I had to respect the fact that he took me in and I was able to watch, you know, mm-hmm. TV with him. Well, now I finally talked him into getting cable, and now he's paying actually half. I'm paying half, and now we got cable in the house, and it's being turned on tomorrow. All right, well, the there you go. Well, congratulations, Paul. I, I appreciate that. and uh, th- Thank you for that story. We appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that with us. You guys could split the bill, and now you get to watch a little Rangers. 
Better late than never. And better now that you get to watch. And I hope you're not jinxing this team now. If they lose tonight, Paul, I may have to ask you to cut the cord again. And while you have cable, of course, whether it's for the Rangers or not, while you have cable, make sure to tune in to Baseball Night New York every night on SNY, 6 p.m., hosted by yours truly. The reason why I asked him, Fleegs, if he watches SNY, because he was saying he loves me because I'm real, right? Well, I saw a tweet, and which I respect. And by the way, I am real. It's like... I'm not talented. I'm not good. I'm just real. It's the only thing I am is real. And I saw a tweet from somebody that said to Jerry Blevins, you are the realest bleeper bleeper on baseball night in New York. And I'll be honest with you. While I love Jerry and while I think he is terrific at what he does, I took offense to that. How can he be realer than me? Listen, I'll say this from knowing two of the four people on that show. Like, I've never talked to Jerry. I've talked to Andy a couple of times. Don't know him well. You and JJ are both just what you see is exactly what you get. Right. I was thinking of JJ, too. I mean, I was a little more selfish. I was thinking myself first. But, I mean, come on. You got two of the realest and bleepers on the show. And Jerry could be in there too, but like, like two of the realest people that you guys are the non like Jerry's an athlete. For non athletes, you two are as real as it gets for what people present themselves as as media. Right. Are we separating the athlete from the from the you know the the host in the spot or panelist in this spot? Like, I, I mean, I look, you're allowed to love Jerry and not like me. I get it, but it the as far as real goes, it's like the one thing that I do. I'm real. And specifically to say it to somebody on the show that I host, it's, I found that offensive. I host the show. And maybe he was just trying to say, oh, Jerry, of the athletes, of the guests you have, just right. already knowing, like, Sal, you know I think you're real. Like, I- I'm saying it to you because I know you're going to say, like, you're in your own category. This, this shouldn't even right. affect you. I hope so. I hope that that's what they meant when they tweeted that. But I don't think so. I think they don't like me. But, I, but hey, look, Jerry is real. This is not take it away from Jerry. But I was just like, come on, say something like, dude, you're great. Why do you have to say you're the realest bleeper bleeper on that show? It puts down the others, including me. I don't want to be put down. I want to be built up. Can you tell I'm insecure? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We'll take you through the overnight. Let's see if we get as many calls as possible here. Mike is calling from Merrick. What's up, Mike? Yo, Salve. Mike? I'm going to be prepping the Ranger fans for tomorrow. We're going to win in two. e core. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers are going to win. Well, I don't know. I don't want to predict game two. I want to wait and see. I'll say this. If the Rangers win game two, I think they're going to sweep. But I don't know what's going to happen tonight. No. no. I'm going to tell you in front of all the Rangers fans, mm-hmm. and I hope they are listening to me. Rangers would take the Devils in four. And, we, and if we beat New Jersey, we're going to beat Carolina. Well, the Islanders uh, might have something to say about that, Mike. And thank you for the call. I respect and love your optimism. But the Islanders aren't done yet. Let's not put a fork in the Islanders yet. Had some bad luck last night, whether it's a missed call, whether it's the own goal. Some bad luck in game two. They could get back in this series, though. As for the Devils and Rangers, I do think the De- look Devils have to win this game. Simple as that. This is a must win. It is an absolute must win. And if the Rangers win this game, I do not think we are seeing another game in Jersey this year. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. What's up, Hector? Hector? Did he fall asleep on us? Let me put him on hold. I don't know what's up with Hector. Dino is calling from Maryland. What's up, Dino? Sal, how you doing? How are you, Dino? I'm awesome. Two things. One, 100% what you said about Scherzer, agree. agree. And also, two out of three, it doesn't matter if it's April, May, June, July. It felt great for the Mets to go to L.A., beat the Dodgers, beat Noah Syndergaard. I'm looking forward to the next four games with the Giants. And then number two, Kreider on the storm. Keep shooting the puck. Good things happen for him. Shoot the, shoot the puck. Thank you, Dino. Shoot the puck. Kreider in front of the net, dude. He's been a beast. Rangers, everything was working for him in game one. You have to expect that the Devils will give everything they've got in game two. We'll see if it's good enough. I'm not sure it is. I'm not sure even if the Devils play their A game that it's good enough to beat the Rangers. Not with the Rangers playing their A game. If both teams played their top level, their top performance, Rangers are still better. I know the Devils had the two seed. I know they were you know better in the regular season. Rangers are a better team. You saw a significant difference between the two. Now, is this going to go potentially the way of... Yeah, I just saw that bad call in the Islander game, that bad non-call. That's ridiculous. You get hit in the face with a stick. You can't miss that. That's a bad one. I was on my way over here when that happened. I left SNY to come here, so I heard about it. I did not see it until just now. That's a bad call. I mean, an atrociously bad call. That's unacceptable. 
They had. They six made sure pass- to see all the calls that led to the six hurricane power plays, though, and none for the Islanders. They caught those. That's ridiculous. That's unacceptable. I'd be livid too if I were you, Fleegs, and if I were an Islander fan. I'd be. That's absurd. Bad luck, but also bad officiating. Now you hope that it balances out here in Game Three and Game Four, but that's atrocious. I mean, that's a blatant stick to the face, and to have that disparity is unacceptable. Anyway, where were we? Oh, even if they both play their A games, I still think the Rangers are just better. They dominated that game from start to finish. Is it going to go the way of the Knicks series where we looked at the Knicks getting that win in Cleveland and thinking, oh, man, they may not lose another game. You know, the realists in us knew that it wasn't going to be easy, but I also didn't see a 30-point blowout necessarily following it up in game two. Are the Rangers going to back it up with a similar performance or are they going to go the way of the Knicks and struggle a little bit? I think they're going to back it up. They're better. Is Hector there now? Hector is in Washington Heights. Would you fall asleep on me? <laughs> no, no. My Bluetooth was acting up on me. Of course it is. <laughs> right, just right. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. But um, Sal, I'm going to touch on the Scherzer thing, but I, I got to. I can't just come on here and just pounce on the Scherzer stuff after this game and after this series, man. Because you know... I went into the series wanting to dominate this West Coast nonsense. And five and one, we're on our way to that. And now South, anything less than seven and three is definitely unacceptable. Correct. At worst, at worst seven and three. By the way, you and yeah. I were on this from the beginning. A lot of people saying five and five, maybe, maybe six and four. I said seven and three. You even said eight and two at one point. And that may you know, eight and two is realistic, but seven and three, no worse than that. Absolutely. But to the game, I I I gotta I can't talk about Scherzer without shouting out my guy Nemo, who listen, you know I was all for signing him, but then I was upset in spring training with him getting started late and not wanting all this stuff, and I, I want to save myself, and I and I was like, you know, if you get off to a slow start, I'm we're gonna pounce on you, and he's done exactly the opposite. And how many times you get a guy get a contract like that? And come out on fire the way he has and, and live up to it so far. Now, obviously, it's a long contract. It's a long season. He's going to have slumps and all that. But props to Nemo, like you said, on his way to an all-star season for sure. Also, my guy Alvarez Sal, did a great job catching today. That cannot go unnoticed. He needs to get more chances. He called the heck of a game. He was putting signs down. At first, before um, Max got ejected and the pitch drum wasn't working or whatever the heck it was, and Max showed him put the signs down, and it was at first he put two or three signs, and then it was one sign and go, and I loved every minute of that. So shout out to him and Yaka Bonus, Yaka Bonus, heck of a job stuff coming in there, you know what I'm saying, and doing doing what he did. So I I just I couldn't go this whole show listening to all the shirts and stuff, and we're not gonna give those guys props. Not you, but, you know, all the callers uh-huh. and stuff. No, I know. Well, you're right. I mean, you nailed it, and thank you for the call, Hector. We appreciate checking in, as always. It was a great team win. A great team The Mets' bullpen were guys we haven't heard of or the no-name guys in that bullpen getting the job done. Their bullpen has been terrific this year. At some point, it'll catch up to them. They cannot have the starters not give them length. It's just not sustainable. There's no way, especially without Edwin Diaz in that bullpen. Maybe a different story. If they had Diaz along with Robertson, Adovino, Drew Smith, Brooks Raley, and even Adovino, I don't trust. Adovino is going to be a guy this year that is going to blow some games in a big spot. 
You've already seen it with him in Milwaukee. He's, he can't. I, I wouldn't want him to face a lefty. He was so good last year. He was bound for a disappointing season uh, this year. And maybe it won't be a terrible season, but it's not going to be as good as it was a year ago. Anyway, the bullpen has been great, but they need length out of the starters, and I'm not sure they're going to get that now because everybody's hurt. I mean, Carrasco was useless anyway to start this year, but no Verlander, no Quintana, and now potentially Max Scherzer being out for 10 games and missing two starts. Who the hell is going to pitch? It's going to be all the guys that they were supposed to be depth pieces in the minors behind Kodai Senga. Right? Senga, Tyler McGill, David Peterson, Lucchese, Buto. By the way, we should mention Johnny Brito with a nice back, a bounce back start where people are freaking out because he got tattooed last time out. Brito's going to be fine. I like him a lot. And I thought it was an important bounce back effort from him last night. Dennis is in Yonkers. Dennis? Sal, how are you? Good, Dennis. Uh, we got about a minute I, I, left. I, yeah, I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were. I, I can't follow your. We'll do the NFL draft next week. Are you on next week? Yes, and I'll be on, I believe, an open night on Wednesday, the night before. So please call and let's, uh, let's discuss the draft that night. So your Mets are coming in to play my Giants. Yep. Four Giants are top in metrics in every category out of 18 except defense and pen, and it's ruined their season. But I've got a quick trade for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. And I don't do I don't I don't do this very often, but this makes sense to me because my season's blown up. Uh, Di Scalfani and Duval for Beatty and Hamill. How about that? Um, De- You need you need help in the rotation. Duval is, as you know, about as electric an arm as there is at the back of the pen. He needs to polish up his game, and I'll take Beatty and Hamill. I don't think, Dennis, the Mets are trading Beatty right now for anybody, and thank you for the call. And I don't know enough about the other players involved, but I don't think that Beatty is going anywhere. He's a legit bat. And sorry, Dennis, to cut you short there. We missed Danny and Lou. You guys got to get back to us. I mean, we you know, that was it. We ran out of time. I'll be back tomorrow, though, following the Nets game. Nets game three tomorrow. So we'll be on after that one. You get back to us. Peter Schwartz is coming up next. Thanks to Fleegs, as always. Thanks to uh, Connor Green, who was on before Fleegs. Thanks to Alex Arzon helping us out. Is that how you say it? Arzon? Yeah, he doesn't. Arzon. Okay. Uh, whatever. I'm out of here. Enjoy the rest of the night. We'll see you tomorrow. Peter Schwartz coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 